A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, Hello babies. babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thank you for listening to our show. Boy, it's great to be back in the stewed. Oh, yeah. We haven't recorded for a while. <laughs> <laughs> the stewed. Yeah. Uh, which is Lisa's dining room table. That's right. <laughs> uh, God, it's been a while. I'm, I'm happy to be here. We've got so much to talk about. We're recording two episodes today. So a lot of our like Life updates will probably be in the next episode. Yeah. But for now, let's fucking talk about Mad Max. Uh, <sighs> it's so good. It was really good. It lived up to the hype. Yeah. It's been long enough now that this comes out that we're not like spoiling it for any of you, right? Um, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a good movie called Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Fury Road. Fury Road. Um Lisa was really mad at me for waiting a week to see it. No, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just like, I want you to see it so we can talk about it. It's yeah. so hard not to talk about. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't know what to say about it, actually. I thought it was tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um... I sat with my boyfriend last night and he just kept saying like intelligent things about like things he liked about the movie. And after he would say that, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that was tight. <laughs> that was like all I could say. <laughs> it's one not like there's it's action all the way through there's like they barely let you rest yeah i did kind of feel like i was having a panic attack in a good way like i felt out of breath yeah there was one point where the action stopped and everyone in the whole theater was just like oh god <laughs> oh my Were, god did they like clap after the action sequences yes. in your theater because they did that for me yeah. and you know what i kind of don't like when people do that in the movie theater like i get what that it's like a natural reaction like it is weird um no one's there to hear their claps yeah <laughs> exactly and as a live performer i'm like you guys know that you could see a show with someone who could hear you clapping right <laughs> so like, are you are you saying they should save their claps yeah i i just feel like uh it makes me sad about uh how much people like don't go see live performance that they're like this is like that they think that's when you should clap is at a movie theater <laughs> oh wow i hadn't thought about it i don't in know that level of detail it's like a weird I, I don't know if i'm articulating this i think it was just people were so enthusiastic and delighted that they yeah. needed to do some kind of physical physical thing with their hands yeah like they should just jerk off <laughs> i mean i wanted to at some yeah. points during that movie oh my god yeah such exciting action sequences yeah it's a uh a lot of people are apparently men's rights activists are mad about it that's what uh told me about the movie in the first place is i saw a link to mra people being pissed about it i was like what is this i have to see it what were they saying about it oh just that they trick you into thinking it's going to be an action movie but then the main dude doesn't really do that much he's not the main yeah. character he's basically just a hood ornament slash blood bank for most of it yeah um, he's and... like the lens through which you see her story right the main like it's Charlize Theron carrying an action movie and she's got a cool robot arm and she rubs black stuff on her forehead. And I don't yeah, know why it's but engine grease. It she rubs engine grease on her face for no reason. It's terrific. It's really good. You should see it. Um, I don't want to. It was the type of thing where I was like, I don't want to overhype it. Or like I, I went into it being like, I hope it lives up to the hype. So it's I kind of like lowered my expectations when yeah. I went in because that's the thing is it's like it's not the type of movie that I would like really want to go see anyway. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I love action movies. So I'm so excited to see one that's just a little bit different because like I will go see Michael Bay movies, but then I'm just like, ugh, he's so backwards in the like. Yeah. He always has some weird ass story where like a dad is mad that his daughter is like dating is doing sex. Yeah. Yeah, And it's really creepy. (laughs) Um, and yeah, just I hope Michael Bay saw this movie and shit himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he could do better. Honestly, I hope Michael Bay is just shitting himself on the regular basis for no reason. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like a thing that I generally hope for. I hope he wears a diaper. I hope he doesn't <laughs> and it gets in his pants and he has to wash them every time. He can't leave the house. I hope Michael Bay has a bad life. I kind of do too. Even I don't though, know anything about him. I, like, I, I do think he has like some of the best action sequences and car chases in his movie of any action director. But yeah, he's probably like a bad person. But I hope he's a poopy pants. Me too. Yeah. Just because that's hilarious to imagine. Um. Uh, I like this movie because how often do you see a group of women characters all working together and being skilled? Yeah. Like, and they had like a variety of different. I really like when those old bitches showed up. They oh my were tight. god, they were the best. Those, that like, one with like all the plants in her purse. Yeah, those leather-faced old bitches were badass. Ugh, I, want I want a whole movie about that. I want more action movies with witchy old broads. Yeah, you know? mountain hags. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, and then like after the movie, I was in the line for the women's restroom, and we were all looking around at each other and kind of smiling shyly. And I was like, "Are we gonna start a cute little matriarchy?" <laughs> Great. Did I've you ne- say that? No. <laughs> I was thinking it. I was like, this has yeah. never happened to me after a movie before. Except, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like the Yeah. Vow. What other <laughs> movies have made you feel that pumped up? The only ones I can think of are The Punk Singer. The what? The Punk Singer. That What's documentary that? about Kathleen Hanna. Oh, I haven't seen it that. It gave me the same feeling as Mad Max. That's amazing. It made me, it left made me feeling like I want to punch a jerk in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> um... It was more real world than Mad Max Um, (laughs) because she's so tight. Um, I also, you know what? I really liked the movie Whip It that came out many years ago. Oh, I uh, missed that. Roller Derby movie. Yeah. That was like, you know, it was like one of those movies where I was like, I don't need this, but I bet there's a teenager who does. And I'm so stoked that she has it. Yeah. That movie did look awesome. I'm I'm sad I missed it. It was pretty cool. Do you think Um, uh, Pitch Perfect 2 gave anyone this rah-rah feeling? Um, maybe like acapella heads. Right. Yeah. Mm, I, I was at the airport recently and there were all these acapella, acapella teens there and they were all singing in the airport and it was kind of great. Oh. I was like, can I be your chaperone? <laughs> it's kind of weird thing to think, but that's kind of tight. They were adorable. Yeah. Um, uh, I have had on, on Instagram yesterday, like because I was in a TV show with Skylar Aston. Oh, who yeah. is in Pitch Perfect. He has a lot of like teenage girl fans. He's a and, great like, singer. He's a great singer. Um, but <laughs> this girl just started commenting on one of my photos a bunch, like being like, do you know Skylar Aston? Are you friends with Skylar Aston? Can you tell him to DM me? Can you have him respond Ooh. to me? And then she just at like put his uh, Instagram handle a couple times in the thing. And it's I'm like, I am friends with him. And I could get him to do that, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Uh, but it's a weird it's a weird that's not the type of person i ever expected to be on my instagram no what a weird what a weird turn my life has taken in the past year (laughs) things are strange um i never get young groupies asking me to get aaron paul to dm them i know well i don't think he has young fans really you don't think so from breaking bad 
<laughs> like what what teen movie would he be in that that's true he's not in yeah, a teen movie he's not if, if he was in like a teen rom-com or something oh my god because he's oh, yeah. just so cute he's really cute um sip cute sip cute um what else do we want to talk about? Mad Men had the finale, too. Yeah. Did you like the finale? I did like the finale. I liked it more than most of the other episodes in this past, like, oh, really? second half season. Yeah. I agreed it could have ended on the second to last episode and been fine with him at the bus stop. But I was also happy to see Stan and Peggy. <laughs> yeah. Stan's so hot. Uh, he's so hot. Um, I'm, I've been rewatching the whole series, and I just watched the episode where they first met. And she takes off all of her clothes in front of him in the hotel room. Oh, yeah. And he's just staring at her tits and like... Should we have said spoiler alert? (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen season three or four of This is coming out so late. I feel like... Yeah. Yeah. I know. Whatever. I'm... I just think it's one of the best shows ever. Just rewatching it, I'm like, it is so skillfully done. I also feel like it's, um, it's the type of art that's not... That's like benefits from a close reading. Yeah. Where it's like, it becomes more valuable the more you think about it and the more you notice themes and things like that. It's like looking at a painting where it's not like, it's not like a show like Breaking Bad where so much happens and you keep moving through it so much. It's like, it's a very like intricately built emotional world that has just like really brief moments that sort of resonate through people's histories. And I don't know. I just feel like it's, I can, it's more fun to talk and read about it than it is to even watch yeah, it. You could just analyze it and yeah. pick out themes yeah. forever. There's things that they intended and did not intend to do that are at, equally interesting yeah. that play out. Um, so when I binge watch like 12 episodes in a day, I can feel like I did a good thing that day. Yeah. You, it just like, you I was basically studying day, art. Yeah, yeah. Looking at a Monet. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, and John Hamm. Ooh la la. <laughs> I'm still not attracted to really? him. Really? Yeah. Just doesn't do. He for doesn't me. have a a a big old blonde head. <laughs> yeah, I need a big old blonde head like Stan. <laughs> oh yeah, like Stan or Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, T.J. Miller. Uh, when I watch Silicon Valley and I laugh at T.J. Miller jokes, uh, my boyfriend gets like really jealous. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, because he's got a big old head, big old blonde head. <laughs> That's really. funny. I'm just programmed to laugh at everything he says. <laughs> I mean, he's really funny on that show. He is I, really funny. Um, I went, uh, did, did a show in San Francisco as part of my tour that I'm on right now and, um, which will be over by the time this comes out, I think. Um, and, uh, you missed it, suckers. Yeah. Oh, wait. See I am, next I time. am going to Acme in Minneapolis. So oh, you cool. should come to that in late June. Um, but, uh, a bunch of my, friends from high school came out and they all work in tech now like oh. one of them's even a venture capitalist who like invests in startups and stuff and they all work for startups and How stuff weird and they were saying that they love that show yeah and i was like oh that's really good to hear like that's interesting like yeah they got it right yeah and they all think tj miller's the funniest he's super funny on yeah it. um do we I, I have anything else to talk about before chunch chat um no it's time for chunch chat chunch when the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch and chunch. Did you like that new theme song? Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for that and all of our theme songs. I've listened to it on repeat so many <laughs> times. I just love it. It's the spot. Um, so the latest Ben Chunch news is Martha made a new blog post about shoeing her horses. And um, <laughs> If this is your first episode, by the way, we're not going to explain what this is. <laughs> no. 
Ben Chunch is one of her horses. I'm obsessed with him. I'm obsessed with her pets in general and her life. Um, and she's still calling him Ban Chunch. Um, and I'm wondering if she's fucking with us now because she... Did she change his name? She just... Now in multiple posts, in multiple parts, has she called him Ban Chunch. And now the commenters are starting to notice and they're like, excuse me, his name used to be Ben Chunch. So what happened? <laughs> um, excuse me, Martha. Um, oh my God, her commenters are the worst. Um, also, Ban Chunch does not wear horseshoes yet, but he has been wearing boots. So she ordered special nylon and leather boots for him to wear Shut on up. his front feet. Um, he's starting to be trained how to, you know, take a rider. So oh, they show God. him having a rider for the first time. Um, the commenters I have a problem with, like, some of them are really passive aggressive and they'll be like, the rider looks kind of big for him. What weight can he handle? Oh, my I'm like, God. Fuck you. I think Martha Stewart fucking knows. She knows. Know, she has like a stable manager and stuff like they know what to do. Um, one of them wrote, I'm surprised boots were not applied to his rear hoofs as well for protection and to equal out the balance on each hoof. <laughs> you guys, like, come on. Just trust Martha. You gotta trust I mean, her. Yes, she's an ex-con. But trust her. <laughs> she's gonna do she this right. To, she didn't go to jail for putting the wrong shoes on horses. She knows she how to handle horses. She did it for horses. insider trading. Um... So that's all the news about him. But I also wanted to mention she has a new, um, she has Martha Stewart brand Triscuits now and they're toasted coconut and sea salt flavored. <laughs> Have you tried them yet? Not yet. It sounds disgusting, but uh, the reviews I've read say they're pretty good. I bet they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. Again, I trust her. That concludes Chunch Chat. It's time for one on fun. One on fun. Hey, um, Emily, if you had to have a corporate sponsor, who would it be? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Seeing as we are currently looking for corporate sponsors, we are looking for corporate sponsors. So yeah. if you were listening to this and you are a snack company or a food company, yeah. event, I think I mean I I'd lean towards a food company i don't know why yeah maybe um i don't think like a clothing brand is really I our know. voice no i don't think so either even though i do shop at mod cloth a lot oh yeah um but i'm trying to stop because i i don't know if they use slave labor but they probably do oh yeah did you see that john oliver yeah thing? and i was like ah, okay i'll stop shopping <laughs> it's tough because like all my underwear was definitely made in a yeah. factory somewhere probably not well yeah i'm doing my best we're all doing our best. <clears throat> I'm not. <laughs> I think I'm, not I'm doing probably my best. <laughs> I'm probably not going to shop at like H and M or yeah. We got to stop at Forever Twenty One. They're just so good at the basics. Oh, but um, I love Uniqlo. Okay, so who are we going to have sponsor this podcast? Who would I like as a corporate sponsor? Um, you know what? I think maybe, uh, maybe Morningstar Farms. Oh, that's a good Even one. They're part of a big corporation. Um, I like their, I like their veggie buffalo wings. Yeah, yeah. I used to eat a lot of their stuff, and then I was like, "What is actually in this?" And I looked at how long the ingredient list was and got kind of freaked out. But whatever, whatever that just means they put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, <laughs> the more ingredients, the more thoughtful <laughs> the food. I think that's definitely the rule. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a nutritionist. <laughs> that's why my pants don't fit. <laughs> None of my pants fit anymore, Lisa. I don't know what to do. Um, buy bigger pants. I know, but I can't shop anymore. Well, just I need to get skinny for for sweatshops. What What are some like ethically friendly 
places that are goodwill uh yeah used yeah. clothing used clothing i go to sample sales because i can't afford like the fancy stuff that's ethically made but like like the sweater i'm wearing is like a super expensive sweater that guys, I got lisa's sample wearing sale. a sweater and nothing else that's right um okay lisa yes um have you ever um mm-hmm had a sex dream about <laughs> someone you shouldn't have oh my god yes <laughs> i had a dream this was like a long time ago like over 10 years ago i had a dream where i was in a convertible with my brother and then we kissed and i i'm so horrified <laughs> i hate it i hate that that happened yeah i wish i could go back in time and just stay up all night <laughs> so i wouldn't dream that <laughs> um although i feel like the dreams you would have had the following night would have been even worse. they would have been crazy yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had dreams like that before. I don't even want to say them because I'm like afraid I probably people, that the people would hear it. Yeah, I probably had a sex dream about like so many different coworkers that I shouldn't have or like, you know, just yeah. anyone that. Oh, my God. I had a sex dream the other night about Dan Savage, but he kept trying to get me to fillet little boys <laughs> in the dream. <laughs> it's just what like the Christian right thinks. I that know. He does. I know. IRL. <laughs> Okay, that concludes one on fun. It's time for Wiki of the Week. Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're brothers, and we host podcasts called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's a comedy advice show, and if you like podcasting, I assume you do because you're listening to one right now. You gotta come see us live at the Pacific Northwest area of America and also Canada. Yeah, we're coming to Portland. We're coming to Seattle. We're coming to Vancouver. We're gonna be there August 28th, 29th, and 30th. I want to buy port- tickets to the Portland show. Tough. They're sold out. Pretty good Pretty good advertisement so far. But there are tickets still available for the Seattle show and for the Vancouver show. If you go to bit.ly forward slash Seattle and bit.ly forward slash vanmbmbam, tickets are still available there. They are assigned seating and they're going fast, so don't miss your chance to get them. Go right now. Go. Do it. Don't wait. And also, the Medical History Podcast I do with my wife, Sawbones, another Max Fun show is going to be there as well. It's a big show. It's going to be a huge show, full of fun, full of excitement. You won't want to miss it. Gosh, we hope you've heard of our shows before. (laughs) Or else this is just very weird for you. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're live, baby. Welcome back to Wiki of the Week. Uh, We are here with a very funny comedian, uh, he has his own podcast called The Bone Zone, and he has a Comedy Central half hour coming out this Ooh, year. Congrats. Uh, please welcome Randy Lidke. Oh, yeah. wow. Did I say your name right? I, uh, I Lidke. Lidke. So it was very close, okay, I'd say. Cool. Like a lid and a key. I do not apologize. No problem. <laughs> uh, this week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Caitlin Eubanks. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. It is the Wikipedia page for Cotard Delusion. Also known as Cotard syndrome and walking corpse syndrome. Creepy. It is a rare mental illness in which the afflicted person holds the delusion that he or she is dead, either figuratively or literally. Yet said delusion of negation is not a symptom essential to the syndrome proper. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) So usually people think that they are dead figuratively or literally, but you can also have the syndrome and not have that symptom, I guess. Oh, weird. It says like 55% of the patients think that they're immortal. Oh, so actually most people 
Oh, wow. Okay, wait. Oh, this is so interesting. Statistical analysis of a 100 patient cohort indicates that denial of self-existence is a symptom present in 69% of the cases. <laughs> 69. Yeah. <laughs> 69 people are like, I don't exist. <laughs> Which, can you 69 someone if you think you don't exist? Yeah. Like, is it possible to put genitals in your mouth if you think you don't have a mouth? You could do it more because morally you don't exist. You could just do whatever you want. Morals are the reasons why you're not 69ing more. For me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, paradoxically, 55% of the patients might present delusions of immortality. So there's people who think they both don't exist and that they are immortal. So, how do they know it's the same? Uh, syndrome. That's a really good question. Because, you know, people who have uh, like schizophrenia have different types of delusions, yeah. but there's something uh, base, there's baseline that says that it's schizophrenia. it's schizophrenia. So it's weird that there'd be two, I mean, they have they share something in common, but they're, they're very different. Maybe it's yeah. just that they both are like, I am not here. It's like the same kind of negation, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah, it's negation is, the, I think, the common thread. Yeah. Um, as a mental illness, it's not in the DSM. Okay. Um, it's it's not included in the uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, neither to the DSM-4 nor to the DSM-4-TR editions. And so the DSM is weirdly picky. Bunch of yeah. fakers is yeah. what I, I'm hearing, right? Is Just the, trying to get attention. Yeah. yeah. In the 10th edition of the International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems of the World health organization code f22 identifies the cotard delusion as a disease of human health one of the other things that happens is um it also includes the patient's delusion that he or she does not exist as a person that he or she is putrefying and the delusion either of having lost blood or internal organs or both so like thinking your organs are gone oh which is a weird that's a weird one yeah i mean it seems like it might not be in the dsm because it's like a, just, it's just a very specific delusion that you could have yeah. by being something else wrong with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but they have such specific stuff in there. Is yeah. ASMR in there? I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because it's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong, baby. <laughs> uh, Says you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is wrong with it? <sighs> I don't want to judge. <laughs> I think you want to judge. Um, I'm just jealous. I don't have it. That's what's wrong with it. Robes off. You ain't a judge. <laughs> Lisa's only wearing a sweater. I forgot. Um, it goes down to my waist. So the delusion of negation is a central symptom in Cotard syndrome. Um, it's in the patient afflicted with this mental illness usually denies his or her existence or the existence of a certain body part or the existence of a portion of his or her body. Cotard syndrome is in three stages. Germination stage, the symptoms of psychotic depression and of hypochondria appear. Blooming stage, the full development of the syndrome and the delusions of negation. And chronic stage, continued severe delusions and chronic psychiatric depression. Um, the Cotard syndrome withdraws the afflicted person from other people, which includes neglecting his or her personal hygiene and physical health. I mean, yeah, if you think you don't exist, why bathe? If you think you don't have a butt, why wash it? <laughs> It'd be, it would be very difficult to. Uh, yeah, because you're like, where do I put my hand? You're always washing it wrong. Where's my yeah. 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 Oh. The delusion of negation of the self prevents the patient from making sense of external reality, producing a distorted view of the external world, such as the butt. <laughs> that does not doesn't say that. But you I guys, Lisa is lying to you. I can infer that that's yeah. what's meant there. Yeah. 
such a delusion of negation usually is found in the psychotic patient who also presents schizophrenia. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is like a fucked up schizophrenia. I guess so. That's, yeah. Yeah. So they're like, I have something very rare and specific. <laughs> I want to give it a, a name. Yeah. I want a group. The neurologist Jules Cotard, 1840 to 1889, described the delirium of negation as a mental illness of varied sever- severity. Um, in the article, the article Betwixt Life and Death, Case Studies of the Cotard Delusion from 1996, describes a contemporary case of Cotard Delusion occurred in a Scotsman whose brain was damaged in a motorcycle accident. Oh, good. I'm glad we have a contemporary one. Yes. Because this does also kind of seem like an old-timey thing yeah. from ha- what we've been reading and from the picture of Cotard. Uh, so the patient's symptoms occurred in the context of more general feelings of unreality and of being dead. In January 1990, after his discharge from the hospital in Edinburgh, uh, his mother took him to South Africa. He was convinced that he had been taken to hell, which was confirmed by the heat, <laughs> and that he had died of septicemia, which had been a risk early in his recovery, or perhaps from AIDS. He had read a story in The Scotsman about someone with AIDS who died from septicemia, or from an overdose of a yellow fever injection. He thought he had borrowed his mother's spirit to show him around hell and that she was asleep in Scotland. So this is very serious. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. So it was after he had a surgery, a brain surgery, is that what it said? Uh it was yeah, he had a motorcycle accident and his brain was damaged okay. in it. And um he thought after he got out of the hospital, he thought that he had died and was being taken to hell. He's just on a vacation with his mom and he's like, yeah. her spirit's showing me around hell. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel on vacation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, moms? You know, right? That's like comforting though, knowing that you can get it only if you get in a bad motorcycle accident. Yeah, I don't know if they say that. I don't know. I don't think that's, <laughs> that's my takeaway. <laughs> Your that's takeaway my, is yeah. as long as you just and I already don't buy avoid an, motorcycles. Yeah, don't buy a motorcycle. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, same here. Um, so. The underlying neurophysiology or and psychopathology of Cotard syndrome might be related to problems of delusional misidentification. Neurologically, the Cotard delusion, negation of the self, is thought to be related to the Capgras delusion, people replaced by imposters. Each type of delusion is thought to result from neural misfiring in the fusiform face area of the brain, which recognizes faces, and the amygdala, which associate emotions to a recognized face. So the disconnection creates in the patient's a sense that the face he or she is observing is not the face of the person to whom it belongs. Therefore, that face lacks the familiarity, recognition usually associated with it, which results in derealization. I've read about this a little bit, like when you have problems with the part of your brain that um, that uh, processes like recognition yeah. or familiarity, it's like there was some story about a guy who um, he had some kind of brain damage and he had in his office this like very unique antique giant wooden table that he had brought back from his travels. And when he got out of the hospital, he went back to his office and he was like, someone has stolen my desk and replaced it with an exact replica. Whoa. He was convinced that that had happened because the part of his brain that produces the sensation of familiarity wasn't working. Right. And he could like he couldn't convince himself that it was the same table. I mean, such a terrible feeling. I know. And it's also just goes to show like how uh, precarious our sense of certainty is. 
about things around us. You'd think there'd be another part of the brain that's like, well, this table is clearly just as good as the other table, so why make a big deal out of this? <laughs> right. But he was familiar enough to know that it's an exact replica. So that's Yeah, it fishy. was like a very unique, very unique table. Yeah. So he was, but what was the issue? The issue was that... <laughs> No, but like if, if he's has a problem recognizing things, he's recognizing it like exactly. Yeah. Um, it's because um, the actual sensation of recognizing something, a familiarity, happens on a subconscious level. And so when it's not happening, you don't know that that's what's not happening. So to you, it's just like this is foreign. It's a sensation hmm. of, of something being foreign. Is this like when I try to replace a favorite item by repurchasing it and then I'm like, I don't like this anymore. It's not the same. I don't know if that's <laughs> the same thing. I think that's you being a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> on the the topic of like facial recognition have you ever heard you know how like people of different races think other races look uh, the same yeah oh yeah I've have you heard that. have you heard these studies where it's like it's based on a certain developmental stage like when you're growing up mm-hmm. so like if a black family adopts a white baby and raises it and it's surrounded by black people it will think that white people look the same. That totally makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. So it's like... I've heard this in the study and also in stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing where people are like, oh, you're racist, you think. And it's like, well, it's you're not familiar with yeah. that, you know. And, and there is something about a certain developmental stage. So Because they did studies with like twins that were separated at birth. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. That's interesting. Um, were either of you guys separated at birth from someone else? From the rest of the babies that were born in the hospital that day. Yeah. It affected me. Yeah. It's really traumatic. <laughs> yeah. I want a whole bunch of people to have my same birthday. That'd be sweet. We oh, my God. Party. Birthday club. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to Disneyland. They used to do a thing where you got in free on your birthday. If you stayed friends with those people, you could just have a big Disneyland yeah. party. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be sick. Never forget anyone's birthday. Have yeah. nothing else in common. And just try to not get to know anyone else. Yeah. 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 Everyone should just hang out with people that, that were born at the same hospital on the same day forever. I was a home birth. Really? Yeah. So it'd just be me. Oh. Yeah. Did you, was there like a, like a bathtub ducky in there or something? <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't his birthday. <laughs> I wasn't born in a bathtub. Oh, okay. I was born on the floor. Oh, cool. In okay. my parents' bedroom. And then they just kept living there. Like that wasn't super gross. <laughs> Did they have to change the rug or anything? No, they didn't change the rug. They didn't get a new rug until we moved out of the house. Was it all stained and stuff? Uh, I think that you put down a bunch of like tarps and stuff when oh, you go yeah. home. Throw down a tarp. You're birthed on a puppy pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, anyway, gross. Um, what else do we have to say about Did the Cotard delusion? See this part about um, describing the case of a 14-year-old epileptic boy who had this? No, I did um, not. Said about twice a year, he suffered episodes that lasted between three weeks and three months, where he said that everyone and everything was dead, including trees. He described himself as a dead body, and he warned that the world would be destroyed within hours. And throughout the episode, the boy showed no response to pleasurable stimuli and had no interest in social activities. Wow. Can you imagine? I don't know what I would be like if I thought I was dead. He's, it says he had decreased physical activity, social withdrawal, disturbed biological functions. I oh, mean, my God. Yeah. It's a very serious thing. I feel like if I thought I was dead, I, you'd think you would be a little bit more fearless. Yeah, I would go around haunting people. 
Yeah, just be like, boo, and they'd be like, you're an alive person. And they'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> Me and Adam were talking about on stage at Fresh Out uh, this week about how I think ghosts only we only made ghosts for like 10 years just judging by their wardrobes like there was a 10 year period when people turned into ghosts (laughs) and then the rest of the time you don't turn into a ghost yeah and adam was like yeah there's no like caveman ghosts yeah just going like ooga booga that's a really good point (laughs) yeah thanks (laughs) anyway i just thought that was a good joke (laughs) that's because all cavemen go to heaven Oh, oh yeah, just automatically is so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh that would be a good movie like All Dogs Go to Heaven, just like that series but just with different nouns in, mm-hmm. like Mad Libs. Yeah. Mm. Um what else? Uh the Cotard delusion has also resulted from a patient's adverse physiological re- response to a drug. AG is oh. a cyclovir. Oh my god, I take that. Really? Yeah. For what? Um, it is a, wait, this is spelled differently than the kind that I take. Um, it's an antiviral. So like I get cold sores, so Uh I take it. Oh my God. I could get, I got to stop taking that. (laughs) This is terrifying. It doesn't mean you're going to get it. It's just that you could, you probably won't if you haven't by now. (laughs) It's probably just like a weird reaction in like a small percentage of people. I know, but now you're going to be walking around like, do I think I'm dead? (laughs) Yeah. You have a different what's disorder the, yeah, now. Yeah, what's the disease where you think you think you're dead? You can't tell if you're dead or not. Yeah. You think you might be alive, but yeah. you might be dead. Oh, man. Or like just a part of you, like your left boob is a ghost. I mean, that's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> like my one of my boobs died, like how sometimes a, a conjoined twin will die. <laughs> how do you know if one of your boobs is dead? Well, if it's a ghost, it's it, a would go, it would go through. It would go through the bra. Oh yeah, the bra would just be like, <laughs> like an an empty cup. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, and then I would just see a nipple on the outside of my clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just floating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> weren't we talking about how uh, how cool it would be if we could just um, magically? change the size of our boobs whenever we wanted to yeah i forget why we started talking about that that's like my my one wish yeah <laughs> my main wish i wish i could just change size about yeah because then you could i would have no boobs most uh, of the time most of the time you would just have no boobs okay. yeah but like then on running. date night it'd be like boing. Uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> or if you're at a party and a cute boy walks in they get bigger and bigger and yeah then everyone's like oh lisa tone it down and i you're know like, no thank you yeah can other <laughs> Can you do other people have any memory of what size your boobs used to oh, be? Oh yeah, then they don't have a memory of what size. Yeah. Like everyone automatically just forgets that your boobs are any other it's size. Pretty like. complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and can it's everyone very do it? Complicated to wish for. Yeah. Or just me? Like is it just it's like a special I think superpower? It's just you. Yeah. It's just you and yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. The two of and us. Randy if he wants to. Yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs> I would do it for my butt though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love big butts. I want one. I want a big old butt. Yeah. Is there a times when you would make it smaller? Uh, to fit in an airplane seat? Yeah, probably. Well, on airplanes, I like to... <laughs> I sit on my knees facing the opposite way <laughs> because I had butt implant surgery and I strapped the seatbelt around the back of my waist. That's what Nicki Minaj does. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I believe it immediately. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yep. you didn't know that? Yep, that's true. Yeah, she sits backwards on a plane. That's why she flies private. <laughs> mm. 
Is there, um, I mean, Codard, this is, ties back to Codard delusion because there are people who might think they don't have a butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or think that they don't have boobs anymore. Um, there is, I can't believe the drug that I take. I don't take it that often, mm-hmm. but it's like a, uh, if I feel like I'm getting a cold sore, I'll take it and it'll prevent the cold sore. Um, well, if you start to feel dead, now you know why. Or does it just make you think you don't have a cold sore? <laughs> oh my God. Maybe I have them. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Treatment. The article Cotard Syndrome, a review, reports successful pharmacological treatments, monotherapeutic and multitherapeutic, including using antidepressant, antipsychotic, and mood-stabilizing drugs. Likewise, with the depressed patient, electroconvulsive therapy is more effective than pharmacotherapy. Cotard Syndrome resulting from an adverse drug reaction to valacyclovir, which is the uh, prodrug precursor to acyclovir, um, is attributed to elevated serum concentration of one of valacyclovir's... Met- I don't know why I'm this reading this sentence. This is a lot of words yeah, I don't this know. this is a lot of words I don't know. Carboxymethoxyglanine. <laughs> CNMG. Yeah. Uh, successful treatment warrants cessation of the drug valacyclovir. Hemodialysis was associated with timely clearance of CMMG and resolution of symptoms. Oh, there was an episode of Hannibal... Uh, where there's a character with that. a character has Cotard do you watch syndrome. that show? I don't. I don't either. <laughs> but it seems to have a lot of fun things but, in it. It I mean, pops up in all these weird wiki articles. Like there was an episode that featured this. Yeah, but I do support Hannibal Burris and everything he wants to do. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great that he got his own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't name his show that if he got oh, a show. Oh yeah, he could and just really confuse people. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I like the C also on this page. C also, self-verification theory. Body without organs. That's a page. (laughs) Prosopagnosia. Oh, that's like the facial recognition thing. Yeah. Depersonalization disorder and solipsism. I'm just going to really quickly click on body without organs. Yes, I did as well. Body without organs is a concept used by French philosopher Gilles Deleuze. <laughs> oh, this is a whole big page. Oh, wow. It usually refers to deeper reality underlying some well-formed whole... Con- ah, boo. Okay, I'm not going to read any more of that. You guys, that concludes Wiki of the Week. We'll be right back with Randy Leakey. We are back with Randy Leakey. Uh, so excited you're here with us today. First of all, you're a great person to play ping pong with. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I still wish we had played for longer. We were in a tournament at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I got eliminated right away. <laughs> I'm terrible at ping pong. I thought I was good. I won one game. I made the guy pretty mad that I won. Because <laughs> I, I think a lot of people that were in the... It was comedians and fans, or just people who were good at ping pong and heard there was a ping pong competition, but I would say they're fans, right? Yeah. Because there's a couple guys who are like, this is their third year doing it. And so they like, they are excited to do it. So then when like I beat one of them, (laughs) the guy guy was mad. Like Uh, he probably didn't think I deserved to win. I mean, I thought it was just going to be like a nice spirited, like it was like comedians and badge holders of the festival competing against each other in this tournament just for fun. The Sklar brothers were announcing it. And then my first round, I was paired up against someone. And, um, 
he was like really nice and i could tell he was kind of like nervous to be playing with a comedian <laughs> and uh i served it and he was like oh doesn't it need to go diagonally across the table and oh, i was like oh okay so this is not going to be fun at all yeah. but he Just... was he was wrong i was actually watching from the audience uh-huh. and i was paying attention to your match and i was like oh god because that's not a rule in ping pong. Yeah. That's like a tennis rule. Why would you make up a rule he to just, interrupt with? He's just like, oh, I, is this right? And then he also had serving wrong. Like when you serve, you have to hit it uh, out of your out of your hand, and then it has to hit the table off after it hits the paddle and then go over the net. Mm-hmm. And he was saying... He was bouncing it on the table and then hitting it? Bounce, you have to bounce it on the table and then hit no. it over. No. So he, That's tennis. He was making up his own <laughs> rules. Yeah. And I was like... I would have been mad. I was. I, I just threw the game after that. I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Get me out of here immediately." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, ping pong. <laughs> um, that's not what we're here to talk to you about. We're here to talk to you about coffee. Oh boy. Uh, so you are a professional comedian. Why do you know so much about coffee? Uh, well, I I was I used to cook in restaurants. And I studied like hospitality, uh, business management in college as one of the things I studied. I thought I wanted to open a restaurant. That's so cool. So like I've always been very into food and cooking and then every, you know, I'm always learning new things and branching out and coffee was kind of one of those things because it's, it, it is a food, you know, it's a, 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 a it's a, yeah. product that's grown and all sorts of things have to happen to it. It goes in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I started getting really into coffee on my own and then I quit working in kitchens and tried to get a job as like a barista somewhere so I could learn more. And, uh, it was tough. Like no one wants to hire you if you have zero barista experience, even though like I was, even ro- though you had passion. Well, I was roasting my own coffee. Like I knew more about coffee than like the baristas, most of the baristas did, wow. but they don't want to train you because it takes a really long time. And like now that I was trained and spent a lot of time working with it, I realized like, yeah, it is, it's very tough to make someone a good barista. It takes yeah. over a year for someone wow. to be like proficient. Wow. Yeah. So I just, I'm trying to think how long one year, probably like three years I was a, a barista, but like a, like, like a fancy barista. Okay. Where <laughs> you know did you work? <laughs> well, I worked at the first few years. The only place that would hire me was like this gelato place. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, but still, uh, they have like an espresso machine. Yes, it's like and they Italian. had they had a ver- they had like, and you can tell if a place has good coffee based on like the machine they have, because mm. uh, there's a few brands that make good quality machines, and they're very expensive. They're like fifteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars, and uh, so like I knew this place was good, and also then I found out that the the lady who owned it, her son, they have barista competitions. Oh, uh, her son had just gotten second wow. in the nation. Uh, oh he, didn't, he didn't work there. Yeah. Like he owned his own shop in Boston, but he was going to be there like training people. And, uh, also the coffee that they used was owned by a larger company, which would send like trainers and stuff. in. so I knew it was like a good place yeah. to learn. And I knew it was going to be really slow. Like it wasn't a very popular business. Mm-hmm. So, like, I spent a ton of time. I would just make drinks and dump them down the sink. Like, and <laughs> her son was like, you have to just do that. Yeah. That's fine. When you're slow, spend an hour and just, like, make drinks. Just practice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it was, like, a great first, like, introduction oh, to that wow. world. What do you think is the trickiest thing to get right about it? Like, is it getting temperatures oh, right or just? From a barista level or from, like, the overall coffee picture? I don't know. Both. Yeah. There's so many. Well, People argue that coffee is like more complex than like wine. 
and it's because there's so many more steps like mm -hmm. coffee has to be grown in like <laughs> like like the soil has to be right the elevation has to be right the farm has to be right and then it has to be picked correctly and it has to be there needs to be a witch there with a chicken bone yeah yeah <laughs> well there's just so many there's just so many variables uh so like if you're like oh i like this uh i like this one barista and it's like yeah he's good but if he's using shitty coffee mm -hmm. uh or if he's using a shitty machine or if he's using you know but the hardest thing to get right from a barista level i guess it would just be pulling the espresso i mean the milk is a whole nother thing if you want to steam milk which like <laughs> that's just a whole nother science <laughs> that's a whole other podcast well you know how like the, yeah. the milk it sets up and it looks nice when people do like designs and yeah. stuff you have to really like you have to add enough air to the milk that it has air in it but you can only add air for like the first couple seconds because mm -hmm. then once it gets too hot like like on a like really small level it won't hold it's like a microphone and it won't hold its structure once it gets too hot so you have to establish that early and then you have to like make it so the whole milk is spinning in a circle that way all the air incorporates evenly oh my god it takes a really long time just to do the dumbest thing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and uh, pretty, though. but the coffee, like an espresso machine, like the coffee, there's just so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to like do, do an you, overall. As someone who knows a lot about coffee, do you have a hard time drinking like shitty coffee? Yeah. I mean, I, if I know I just need the caffeine, like I'll, I'll settle, but yeah. I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> but usually if I'm if I'm on the road or whatever, I will know where I'm going to go or I'll bring my own. Oh, really? I have a travel kit uh, where <laughs> I have a hand grinder. I have an electric kettle that's really small. And I oh have a thing called an AeroPress. Oh, that's what my boyfriend uses. Yeah. So that's a really good – it looks dumb. And actually the people who make it don't really – like they – never bitter. Like they say things that are kind of quackery in uh -huh. coffee where – they actually have a thing that people use to make good coffee with. But if you follow their instructions, they're kind of wrong. <laughs> um, and my mom actually uses one, too, because my mom and dad go rafting a lot. So it's like a good camping. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you actually, because at the, <laughs> the coffee competitions, they have AeroPress competitions, oh which God. is very silly because it looks like a big, like, penis pump. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's basically a coffee syringe. Um, yeah. But the benefits of it are... Uh, full immersion is like French press. That's where you, you put all the coffee grounds and you s immerse it in the water and then you strain it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it has that going for it, but it also is cleaner because you push it through a, a paper filter. Mm. So you have like the full bodied cup that a French press gives, but without the residue. Yeah. So there's, there's like uh, soluble and insoluble solids with coffee. So with paper filter, it's only insoluble and with, Without it, you get the chunks of coffee and different things. So it's a different tasting cup. I like those little chunks. You can just chew on them. Yeah. It's like boba. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but on like on an espresso machine, you have to like, you can't just, you have to adjust the grind so many times throughout the day. And things that make it change are temperature, humidity. So like if the sun comes through the window and then hits your grinder, you then have You're to fucked. You have to just no, you start just, over. <laughs> you just have to constantly be changing the grind uh, and changing the dose, so the shot will pull. Like it's never going to pull the same. And every day the coffee changes because after coffee is roasted, it degasses, oh, so yeah. it has all the CO two that comes off of it, 
And uh, if you use it for espresso on day one or day two, or like within the first week, there's too much CO2 coming off of it when you're making espresso. Regular coffee is fine, but uh, it'll interfere with like... So what's the right day to, to use coffee for espresso? Uh, I mean, you can start using it at about a week. Wow. And you don't want to use it. I mean, everyone's usually on like a week schedule. You get new coffee every week. Huh. Um, I guess if you're roasting your own coffee and you're selling enough of it, you can try to have it on the same day. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. When you would roast your own beans, yeah. where would you do it? Uh, well, here's something weird. Uh, you can roast coffee in popcorn poppers. Oh. oh. So like the old kind of 80s looking hot air popcorn poppers. Yeah. But they have to have the slots where the air comes out have to be on the side of like the little canister that's inside of it. Some of them are on the bottom where it's just like hot air comes from the the bottom. Those ones don't work. But the reason it works is because it's really high wattage. They're like old machines that just put off really high temperatures. And coffee has to be roasted at at least, you know, over 400 degrees. And it has to be a fluid bed of movement. And that creates this fluid bed of movement that's perfect. Uh, where, I mean, you could roast coffee in a frying pan if you wanted to, but it would like scorch and it would sit on each other and you want each bean roasting evenly, constantly. Interesting. Yeah. Um, how did you end up, uh, for one thing, knowing so much about it, but also, uh, doing comedy? (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Like, how is this not your career? Not that you're, I mean, it kind of was. I just like, I was, you know, I didn't want to get too far into that world yeah. because of I, that's the comedy is what did I was it, trying to do. Did it turn you into an asshole at any point? Do you no, think? I mean, cu- the customer service aspect, it's not coffee that turns people into an asshole. It's like the customer service. Because, yeah, I was yeah. probably, I was really done with it by the time I was done. Yeah. And it's for a lot of reasons. Like bartenders, you're kind of allowed to be rude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's loud. And you, the whole idea is just to get someone their drink and then you don't have to be like, Oh my God, how are you? Yeah. And servers are, are showing up and leaving. Whereas like a barista has to have all of those things constantly happen. And which people are capable of that, but you also have to be really technically skilled and smart. Yeah. When it comes to the coffee and you have to give a shit. So it's like not everyone who's interested in coffee is also going to be good at just like getting, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and usually at a coffee shop, the thing that sucks is it's the same people every day. Yeah. So if you already are like, I fucking hate that person, you see them every day. Yeah. So you're like, it's, you're kind of like coworkers, <laughs> but yeah. So I, by the end of it, I was just like, I, for the health of me, I need to not. And that's what happens, I think, with why a lot of coffee places are shitty. Is that what your resignation letter said? For the health of me. <laughs> no, it, it ended kind of weird at my last job. What happened? <laughs> oh, nothing like, I, I worked there for a few years. And when I was first hired, I was their first employee. And so they were like, you're awesome. Oh, my gosh, you're helping us out so much. And then by the end of it, we were way busier and uh there was just way more to do and so then they're like you're not doing as good of a job and it's like no i'm doing way better than i was it's mm-hmm. just you're holding it to a different expectation so they just slowly started to not like me oh. but uh it was fine it was like it was like right at the perfect time <laughs> to quit yeah because i i was you know for 
six or seven years, I was desperately wanting to quit my day job and it just fell into the yeah. time frame where I could. That's great. But, uh, were you practicing your stand up on the customers? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I hated it when people would find out I was a comedian. I mean, there were certain people who I really got along with and liked and we knew a lot about each other. So then they would come in and be like, Oh, what have you been up to? And, uh, so then I would tell them stuff, but I would hate it if other people would overhear, I, oh, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, you don't yeah. want to be on a plane and tell someone you're a comedian. So yeah. And I never, I'm not good enough at lying to say anything. Else. I'm pretty bad too. What do you say? What do you tell people? Uh, I just try to keep it vague and like uninteresting. Like I just say, they go, Oh, are you going for business? And I go, yeah. I, I try to do it in a way that yeah. they won't want to talk to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because well, it, cause if they dig, they, I do They want you to tell jokes or like... It's just annoying. Yeah. yeah it's just like, oh, you're a comedian. Oh, do you know this person? No. Yeah. Oh, I always wanted to be or... I could do that. Uh, yeah. My favorite thing that has happened so many fucking times is like... Be like, oh, you're a comedian. I love comedy. I just saw Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then I have to be like, no, yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to say to that? Well, no one's ever gonna have, you know, no one. Very rarely, especially if you're not in L.A., are they gonna have the same the same taste as you? Yeah, no, like, but it's always Joe Rogan. Oh really? Well, Rogan's very popular. Yeah. Uh, the podcast that I did. Uh, our podcast when it first started it mm-hmm. was like somehow associated with joe rogan's like his network he doesn't really have a network but he yeah. sort of does uh-huh. and uh i i had no clue what to expect from joe and he was like so surprisingly nice really and, like, like so many things like you know you you assume he's a very intimidating person and uh-huh. he's he's a so ufc he announcer and and that's a whole world that I knew. And he's like super into DMT, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, but he would say things that you were just like, that's so open minded. Like, <laughs> like I would be blown away constantly where like someone's like, Oh, you drove a Miata. That's a gay car. And he's like, don't say that. That's stupid. He's like, it's a reasonable car for the price. It's very fast. There's no such thing as a gay car. Oh, I and I was like, with him. I was like, Rogan. You're awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. like the exact thing that you would assume someone. Okay. Now uh, I have a new thing to say when people tell me they just saw Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> Great. He's an open-minded guy. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just, I was just surprised by mm-hmm. I, never, I never really got to know him too well. I did challenge him to a fight one time uh, <laughs> on our podcast because I was like, I bet a lot of people challenge Joe to fight because he's kind of like the definition of an alpha male. Yeah. And... Uh, so I announced it on the podcast. I said, I said, Joe Rogan, I want to fight you. And I made this big announcement and then he answered back on his podcast and we had say? this back and forth. Did he's he like, accept? anytime he had just gotten, he, he's a, a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, oh my God. which there are like less than a few thousand of those in the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, like it's not something that like, Oh, next month you're going to get your black belt. Like it took from purple to black belt. It took him like four or five years, oh, which wow. is like one more step. Uh, but he was, he thought it was funny and we were going to have a big fight and, uh, but as a joke. Uh-huh. And then he realized <laughs> that it was like a can of worms where everyone would want to challenge him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so I showed up in a, in a karate costume <laughs> to the next podcast and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I spent sixty dollars on this karate costume. We have to, we have to keep this going. And he's like, it's not a costume. Have some respect. <laughs> it's a gi. All right. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I feel like you are somewhat known in the comedy world for your. Would you call them stunts? 
Uh, I mean, a few of them I think have turned out to be kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, the things that I like to do very, I just, anything social is super interesting to me. So like anything that can affect like a large number of people, <laughs> cause like people were like, Oh, you're a prankster. And it's like, I don't go up to people and like hit them in the balls or you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like I'm not like, I don't like to just prank or whatever, but I like really interesting things that I don't know, just based on kind of how our minds work, th- things really can work. One of my favorite ones, which I'm sure you are probably tired of talking about this on podcast, was when you pretended to be the official Twitter account of, was it Pace Salsa? Yeah. yeah. I started a Twitter account for Pace Picante Salsa, <laughs> uh, and I ran it for like six months uh, as if it were real, and I would retweet people who were talking about Pace, and I would run fake uh, competitions that no one would ever win. <laughs> And I would just tweet recipe ideas and, and I ran it pretty officially because basically I realized that there were so many small company, large companies that had Twitter accounts that no one followed because why would you follow Pace mm-hmm. Picante on salsa or on Twitter? Yeah. And uh, I follow them on salsa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but everyone thinks they have to be in that space because it's like, yeah, I guess we do. But then I also found out there was a bunch of companies that didn't have Twitter accounts yet. Mm. So I was like, well, I can just start one of these Twitter accounts that and make it appear like the other shitty ones. Like Chili's has way less followers than you'd think. Like certain yeah. followers. I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I would just buy followers. You can buy fake followers. Yeah, they're cheap. And I bought like 5,000 for this Facebook <laughs> contest. So it seemed sort of real. And then uh, my end game was just like I thought <laughs> – I thought someone at Pace Picante would one day say, uh, hey, uh, who here is running our Twitter account? I want to talk to you. Like, I wanted just to confuse a building of people. And and then they would figure it out. And then they'd have to contact me and be like, knock it off. And I'd be like, all right. I mean, I thought I was doing a good job. or Like, I didn't want to do anything rude with it. Yeah. And then I got bored. And I started getting a little more brave, like, with what I was doing. Like, some guy tweeted that he found a hair in his salsa. And I looked at his profile, and it said that he had some, like, blog. So I was like, well, why don't you write about it in your blog that no one reads? Or, <laughs> like, and then I would, like, delete it. So he would be like, I can't find it, but I swear they said that. And then the next day, I found a tweet that Kyle Kinane had tweeted about Pace. But uh-huh. it was, like, old. It was, like, months and months old. Uh-huh. And then I faved his negative tweet about Pace. And then he was like, you're not supposed to fave negative tweets. And then I faved that one. <laughs> and then he started posting all these screen grabs. I would fave everything he said, no matter what, even if it was, mm-hmm. like, really negative. He was posting things like, I wouldn't rub Pace Picante brand salsa on my asshole if my turds came out on fire. And I would fave it. And then, <laughs> and then he got all these other people watching this interaction. And then at, at a set... <laughs> I love the bio that you came up with for the for the salsa, which was all caps, grab the Southwest by the bottle. Which, that was their real slogan. Real slogan. Yeah, I just like uh, I uh, and anyone who, anyone who would uh, fave the tweets that Kyle was posting as Pace Picante, I would follow them on Twitter and they'd be like, what? Yeah, I was kind of like this really weird zombie. Like a bot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I, I direct messaged Kyle afterwards and said, hey, we just had a uh, you know, something messed up with our system <laughs> and we'd really appreciate it if you deleted all those tweets. And he was like, I knew he was going to say, how about some free salsa? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was just waiting for him to be like, all right, how about some free salsa? And then, and then I was like, you know, I just talked to one of our lawyers and, and he informed me that, uh, uh, that blackmail 
for salsa is still blackmail or you know and he's like whatever and then i was like all right we'll give you some free salsa where should we you know where can i send it and he didn't want to give out his address and i like okay i found the the first message you sent him saying hello i would really appreciate it if you would delete the paste foods related tweets thanks for your cooperation in advance eric yeah so i was signing everything with because like best buy does that kind of famously and it used to drive me crazy if i had an issue with best buy i'd be like oh thanks eric oh you're a real person and it would just make me so mad that they thought i gave a shit (laughs) so i I would sign it with a a person and then that allowed me to also hand it over to different employees so then like eric was like oh i have to run but miles is here and then miles has a different attitude but it's all through the same feed Actually, Miles ended up getting sassy with Kyle, and he uh, got sent home because (laughs) some things he said to Kyle were a little over the line. Sharon had to step in, and Kyle's like, no, I want to talk to Miles. And he knew that Sharon was like a liar because earlier Sharon Sharon was like – he was like, Miles, I just want to talk to Eric or something like – or Sharon, I want to talk to Eric – and then you are such a catfish yeah yeah and then sharon goes okay hi this is eric but spelled eric with a k instead of a c so it was too fast so it was clearly still sharon and he's like i'm not buying it sharon and then sharon was like okay yeah sure, just a second i'll go, go i'll go get eric for real so like i'd already established that she was kind of a liar <laughs> so the next time sharon came on he was so mad that sharon was there oh and as it God. turns out i mean as the story goes on Miles gets sent home. Miles signs into his regular Twitter account from home, which I also created, and starts cussing out Kyle. And then he's like, did I really get you fired? I thought this was a whole joke. I didn't know. And he was like, whatever. I was going to quit anyways. I'm thinking about moving back home and like had this whole story for Miles. And then uh, Miles was like, hey, I think I still remember the sign-in for the pace watch this and he signs into the pace account and is like kyle canane sucks and does all these things <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he's like wow they just changed the password uh if i wasn't fired before i'm definitely fired now <laughs> and was saying all this stuff and then at the very end eric came back and was like kyle because he stopped interacting because he was like all right this is too crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so eric was like listen uh don't worry, Miles hasn't lost his job. Uh, we we just found out that uh, someone within the company created an account and pretended to be Miles uh, to get him fired, and everyone was like Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> so I framed, I set it up so Sharon. It wasn't really Miles who was saying all this rude stuff. It was Sharon. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, he, and I was like, Miles is in tears right now, and he still has his job, and like everyone was like celebrating. <laughs> Because a lot of people were retweeting it. It was like, yeah, it was like, a like big Seth story. Rogen and oh my God. Uh, that guy, uh, the machete guy. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't remember. The weirdest one was, uh, <laughs> was who was the guy who ran for president that has a lesbian daughter? Oh, um, I want to McCain. Say, she, she's not a lesbian. <laughs> Maybe it was someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Are you thinking of Dick Cheney? <laughs> Maybe. Does he, have, does he have a lesbian daughter? Yes, he does. Think, yeah, he does. I don't and he remember. didn't run for president. Uh, yeah, that was the whole thing. Was I just found the? I don't know politics. <laughs> so did Pace ever like <laughs> respond or talk to you about it? So I was afraid that I was because then everyone 
I told Kyle that night that it was me and he was really disappointed because oh. he, he thought he had created this big thing that got a bunch of attention which he is the reason it got attention yeah but it was all fake on the other side oh, God. so he realized oh someone else had their hand in this and was that's he, yeah. why he, he kind of ignored me for a few days really because he he was mad for not mad but very disappointed for a day and then for one day he was fake mad so i would feel bad okay um but which i mean i guess that's fair considering you put six months into that Twitter account. One day of being fake mad yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was like I didn't see that whole situation coming. It just <laughs> happened, and I was like, I had to cancel a lot of stuff that day. So I was like, I have to. It took like nine hours of work. Uh, I just had to sit at home and constantly be on top of the the Twitter. Yes, you did have to do that. I did. Oh <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, so everyone was going to Kyle because they're like, oh, man, what a big PR Im- implosion. You're the king. And they wanted interviews. And he would just was like, no, don't talk to me. Talk to Randy. He like he just gave everyone my email because wow. he was just like, I don't want to do an interview about this. And yeah. I was like, if we both do an interview together, it would be so fun. Yeah. And, it, and people would realize we're just two friends and it just happened this way. And he was like, I don't want to deal with it. Aww. Uh, so I was getting all these like emails for interviews. And I was like, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Am I going to get sued by Pace? Pace is owned by Campbell's. And that's why they didn't have a Twitter account because Campbell's has one, not Pace. And it was a holiday weekend. (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) Yeah, all this stuff was happening on Sunday and you were pretending like they were in meetings and stuff too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? (laughs) But then that's why Campbell's wasn't like responding or anything. So then on... Uh, so it on, seems like an oversight. They didn't have a separate Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Monday, Campbell's finally responded from their Twitter and just said, we don't have a, cause everyone was like, is this real? Is this real? Is this real? And they were like, we don't have an account for Pace, but we wish Miles the best. They were, they, they said that. So I was like, oh, they're not mad. No. Or are they just trying to like bait me into talking more about it so they can sue me? It was sort of a publicity stunt. Yeah. It worked out for benefit. them. Yeah. I mean, no one was talking about Pace before that. You know? Yeah. And now they're the coolest salsa brand in the comedy community. <laughs> That's right. We have to go to Expert Hour soon. If people want to um, follow you, where can they do that? Oh, nowhere. I quit. Okay. I quit everything. Cool. Really? No, no. Uh <laughs> Oh, Lisa, you got so scared. Uh, <laughs> I was excited. I was like, wow, that's so ballsy. <laughs> at, I'm on Twitter uh, at Randy Lidke, R-A-N-D-Y-L-I-E-D-T-K-E. And the at symbol is the, looks like a cinnamon roll. If you, <laughs> if you need to know that. Cinnamon roll, Randy Lidke. And uh, listen to my podcast. It's called The Bone Zone, and it's on the All Things Comedy Network. Very cool. Uh, Randy Lidke, everybody. It's time now for Expert Hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. Welcome to Expert Hour. Oh, so excited about our expert this week. Um, he is an expert on pussy. <laughs> Please welcome Dag Stevens. Sup. <laughs> uh, I mean, thank you for joining us. Yeah, now, thank you for coming. Uh, I, I'm sorry if I got the information wrong. This is what your your PR person sent to us. Mm-hmm. You're an expert. Are you a gynecologist? No, my name's Dag Stevens. I'm 14 years old. I go to Norwood High School, and I'm an expert on pussy. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm curious to see if we'll learn anything new I know, today. Because I mean, okay. I feel like I know a lot about it. I yeah. have one. Yeah. You know, I've seen some other ones, not up close. But... I've looked at some diagrams. Yeah. Yeah. But uh... I've just gotten so much of it in my <laughs> lifetime that oh. I'm pretty sure I know everything there is to know about it. I kind of feel like this might be an illegal conversation for us to be having with this child. Uh... Am I right? I'm not a child. I'm a man. <laughs> okay. So my let's... dad just bought me a razor. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. So, um,. How much pussy have you gotten? Uh, it's a lot of so much pussy. Um, <laughs> you know, I was the first one of, of my friends to get pussy. Uh, Chad Taylor said it was him, but it wasn't. It was me. So, uh, and you know, and it's just, it's, it, I've just gotten so much of it for for so many, so much of my life that <laughs> I'm an expert. Well, do you want to give us any facts or? Yeah, I mean, what 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 do you think is like the what are some lesser-known facts about pussy that our listeners might be interested in? You, you got to massage it. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Sure, like, well, yeah. what do you... I mean, not like the normal way that you massage things, yeah, but... Yeah, but like how, like how would, how would you m- massage it? Are you asking me? Yeah, just to see if you know. <laughs> um, I mean, I... I would use like one or two fingers on the clit, maybe one on the on the inside. Yeah, no, that's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, what else? Like, um, how do you how do you know if you have a good one? <laughs> um, you know, I like to say it's all good. You know, it's you know, I just I just love it so much that it's I, it's all good. I think all of it's good. <laughs> You know, I've never had a, a bad one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've had a ever, lot to compare. A lot, a lot. The most in my school. Have you ever had any uh, in a like a hot tub or like underwater somewhere? Yeah, there, question, I had a question. hot tub. Um, uh, uh, me and this girl, Julie, it was at, uh, it was at uh, Dan Person's uh, party. And I was in the hot tub. Damn person, that definitely sounds like a real and name. Everyone, everyone else left the hot tub, and I was still in it. And then this mega babe named Julie, who had the hottest pussy you've, you'll ever see. Did you have goggles on? Uh, How'd you see it? Well, I mean, it was. She um, showed it to me before she okay. got in the hot tub. All right. Okay. And then she got in the hot tub, and it was awesome. And then she had to. She had to leave. Like. And then everyone, like before any of your friends could meet her? Yeah, and it, you know, it was a bummer because I wanted some more of of that of that pussy, but you know, she had to leave. So, but I had, the- when I was in uh high school, uh <laughs> I had a hot tub party. That's why I asked. Yeah. <laughs> um and a girl, have you heard of skiing? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then you know what I'm talking about. It's, yeah, I know what you're talking it's about. It's a girl uh, giving two guys hand, hand jobs. jobs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's giving two guys oh, hand the jobs. Ski poles. Like ski poles. Okay. That's yeah. so clever. I've so never she heard was, of that before. She was doing that yeah, in the hot tub to two guys. And I've me, had it done to me. Yeah, yeah. But I was both. It was just. You were one of the guys. Or, both guys. Yeah. <laughs> and the two the two guys didn't know that it was happening to the other guy. It was a secret. Oh, they didn't know? <laughs> no, they were like, ooh, I'm getting some stuff. And the other guy was like, you'll never get what just happened. And he's like, me too. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I like that story. That I do too. Yeah. She, she's got a secret. Yeah. <laughs> a powerful rocks, woman. Yeah. <laughs> she's wielding all the power. Yeah. I was, I see, I, I did a thing in the hot tub where it was, it was like that, but it was, uh, two, two girls and just me. And we called it the, um, the wishing rod. <laughs> Let's come up with a better name for that. Yeah, wait, why did you call it the wishing rod? No, no, that's what it's already called. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because huh. I'd done it before. That wasn't my first time oh, okay. doing the wishing rod, but so I'd you, done it you before. Had, you had done it before. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Um, now, <sighs> I don't know what else. I, I well, feel like... You seem like a connoisseur, so I'm just wondering like, what makes one pussy better than another, or you know, do you have any kind of... You know, I've always <laughs> said every... Pussy is uh, is diff- different. Uh, you know, some are uh, soft, softer. Some are um, uh, some are just a, a different shape. Um, really? So you know, I like them all. I think they're all. I think I like you know. I like all all of them. Are they know? like fingerprints? Are they all different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. That's what they're like. <laughs> um. Do you, uh, do you, I, I feel gross asking a 14 year old this, but like, do you like, I'm mature for my age though. Do you like eating pussy? Eating? Like giving a woman oral sex? Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I love that. And I'm so good at it. Um, I was at this other party once and I was in the, the, the basement and everyone, everyone went up to to go outside and and smoke. Um, but I just I had smoked too much already, so I stayed in the basement oh, okay. just to to chill. And this girl, uh, Diane Wangland, um, <laughs> she came. She just showed up at the party. She's like, "Oh, where is everyone?" I was like, "They're outside smoking." And she was like, "I don't feel like going out there." So she ate my puss. <laughs> I I ate I ate her pussy so hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then when it was done, she was like she was like, "Oh shit, man. That was the best. I got to tell all my friends about you." And and then but then she had to she had to leave. <laughs> yeah. Why did she have to leave? She had like a driver's test or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I bet I bet you're you eating her pussy maybe gave her a a boost of confidence. Yeah. Probably. Um I actually, you know, I was in touch with her years later and she <laughs> told she told me that she was bad at driving before I ate on her ate on her pussy and <laughs> Uh, but then she said she did great on the, the test. So oh wow, so you helped good. her out. Yeah, you know I'm good at eating on pussy. You're changing um, lives. So I actually I've never looked at my own pussy with a mirror. Never. And so I was wondering if you could draw me a picture of what they look like. Yeah, I don't. Know. I didn't bring my art. We, well, Lisa's an artist. We have a bunch of supplies. We could. Yeah, yeah. I have some some paper and yeah. and pens. If you want to. Yeah, shot yeah, yeah. No, I'll draw. I'll draw you one. Okay. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Um. Is okay. <laughs> um. All right. Oh my god, my hand fucking hurts. Fuck. Why does your hand hurt? Shit, I don't know. Fuck. 
Is that... Are you not oh, able to hold a... Shh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. What, oh, what's wrong? I don't know. My hand's all messed up. And, like, I get a game on Monday. What kind of game? Uh, baseball. <laughs> so I don't... Oh, God, I don't want to... I'm just, like, scared that um, if I, like, try to do stuff with it, I'm, I'm going to mess it up for my game. You know, you could just describe to us the basic anatomy if that's easier. Yeah. You know, if your hand hurts. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are the, what are all of the parts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, I mean, first, the there's the pussy. That's the main, the main part. And then, uh, <laughs> it's, there's, um, kind of a opening. <laughs> How um, many? How many openings? Uh, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm, Again, <laughs> it depends. Every like I was saying before, every every pussy is is different. Some have more openings than others. <laughs> so, oh, interesting. I didn't know uh, that. You know, I always thought they all had like there's the urethra, there's the uh, yeah, there's vaginal the urethra, opening, there's the vaginal opening, and there's the butt, and there's the butthole, and yeah, there's the there's those. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's what there is. There's the urethra, there's the vaginal opening, and there's the butthole, and that that. And it entirely makes up the 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 vagina the, has a butthole. Well, <laughs> well, that's one of the openings down there. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. part. It's all. I mean, oh, sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't interrupt you. you no, no, answer. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You can keep going. You're saying sometimes there's more holes than that. It it depends. I mean, it technically there is. <laughs> Let's get technical. That's what we. That's why we're here. <laughs> okay, so sometimes there is. Um, uh, so you have the the main the main pussy, and then there's the urethra mm-hmm. and the vaginal part, and then uh, <laughs> there are there have been known to be uh, sometimes there's a, another hole that's in between the urethra and the the butthole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the vagina. Yeah. Right or well. Yeah. Yeah. Here, yeah. You get a, it. Here's a question that I think a lot of people have a problem with. Uh-huh. Um, where is the uh, clitoris? Yeah. The, uh, I mean, that's that's right. It's, it's right in the. I mean, so you know, it's hard to describe it. Um, but so you know how there's the because like I know where mine is, but sometimes it's hard to like. Yeah, and some they're all. It's all different. It's all different for everybody. So it's like where it, you know where where you have one, someone else might have two. You, <laughs> you could have, uh, and there could be you know they can be all over. I always say if you can't you draw like like a bullseye, mm-hmm. and it's right in the where the bullseye would be. Yeah, it's right where the bullseye would be. It's right where the bullseye would be. I actually what's on the outside had a <laughs> pussy once that didn't even have one. Oh, so, that's sad. Really? Why is it? I mean, yeah. You know, because they're so great. Yeah. Oh no, they're great. They're the best. They're. It's probably my favorite <laughs> part of the of the pussy. <laughs> I mean, I love the whole thing, but it's that's my my favorite part is oh, wow. the 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 clot. <laughs> the clot. <laughs> clot. The. Uh, it's a, a clit. Clit. That's my favorite the, part. <laughs> is it called a clot? No. Well, it it di- it is a different. Um, okay, so we learned this thing in Spanish class where sometimes, you, so you can speak Spanish, but in some different Spanish countries, they pronounce an S as a as a th, like yeah. a th. So it's just kind of like like different Spanish countries. Okay. Some might say clot. So it's like in Barcelona. Yeah. 
Um, it makes they, sense because blood does tend to gather in that area. So yeah. you could call it. A- so that's that's actually where it comes from. That uh-huh. is, yeah, that's exactly where it comes from. Um, but I don't know what else to ask. I feel like I know. Um, how long does it usually take for uh, you to give a woman an orgasm? Um, it's it usually happens right away. Really? Wow. Yeah. You know, I just go right to the the pussy, and she um, <laughs> she usually has an orgasm. But you know, it, it would take. I mean, I take a long time. I take a long time, but they're they're usually I so so they tell they tell me that it was that I was I was the best, <laughs> the uh, best at pussy. Um, <laughs> I guess I just have like one more question, just real quick. Yeah, I mean, you can ask ask all the questions you want. I'm happy to. Have, have you ever actually seen a pussy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of times it's dark when I'm, you know, like. Uh, you know, at the at the in the jacuzzi, it, you know, it's hard to see under the water, mm-hmm. and, and you know, my friend's basement, it's like a dark basement. So a lot of times when I'm with um the pussy, it's it, you know, like the it's it's just different settings, so it's hard it's hard to say. Yeah, but like, but like, are you a virgin? No, I was no, Ch- Chad Taylor is telling people that, but he's lying. <laughs> And it's not. I I was a, I lost my virginity before all my friends did. It was like it was so long ago that I don't even remember when it was. How old were you? I, right now I'm 14 years old, but I'm going to be 15 uh, in July. Okay. You don't remember what age you were when you lost your virginity? It's, probably, it's usually like a pretty vivid memory. Yeah. I mean, but I guess it's been that there's been so many since then. You know, I was probably like I don't know, you know, six, seven years old or something. And it's just hard to remember. Ooh. I mean, that's disturbing. I mean, four yeah. or five. How old was the girl? She she was a older she's an older woman. Cool. And oh, this I, is terrible. What, no, I I was nine or ten. Okay, I think you were abused. No, 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 no. no. It was I. It, I was like I made it happen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I, like I, Lisa, I don't think it actually happened, so I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. No, it did. It doesn't seem like anything. It, did it doesn't happen. seem like anything happened. I mean, he does seem like he has is like dealing with something, but yeah. like I don't think that's it. I don't think he's ever seen a post. No, so again, sometimes it's dark. That's the thing. <laughs> that's why I've had so many pussy, but sometimes it gets dark. It's it's in a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're running out of time. Um, if there's like a message, do, do you guys have any more questions? No, no, I <clears throat> I'm good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are there any messages like for people at home who are maybe wondering like how do I please a pussy like how do I make myself come like what do you have any advice for yeah, it's they're all so different it's hard <laughs> to say but but I feel like there are some common themes hit me up on Twitter at pussyman420 and <laughs> you know uh, send send me a DM and and you know I can I can I can help help you out okay. uh, if anyone needs to know about pussy um, writing a book. <laughs> You're writing a book? Yeah. What's oh, it yeah. called? Uh, Pussy, the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Um, Lisa, what did you learn today? I learned a little about how complex and scientific coffee is. Yeah. 
It's just like chemistry. Yeah. I'm probably going to keep drinking shitty soy lattes, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Randy, what did you win today? Uh, well, that one thing, the guy, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I forget what it's called, but the. Qatar delusion? Yeah, Qatar delusion. It sounds like you really learned a lot. <laughs> I was, sorry, my, I was thinking about pussy. <laughs> yeah. We all were. We all were, and currently are. Um, Tad? Dag. Dag? Short for Dagul. Oh, short for Dagul. Yeah. Dagul. What did you learn today? Uh, I mean, I got here a little bit late because my mom had to go to a class before dropping me off here. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I pretty much already knew everything there was to know about uh, pussy. So I, I learned that you guys don't know anything. <laughs> Fine. That's true. Um... I what learned, did you learn, Emily? I learned that um, Pace Salsa is a subsidiary of Campbell's. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. wasn't always that way. Every, everything's getting snatched up these days. <laughs> Speaking of snatch, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so yeah, much. Yeah, I like to snatch up pussy. Is that right? Well, also, it's like it's snatch is another word. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it, it's uh, like Spanish. It has a double yeah. Yeah. entendre. It's Spanish. I forgot to ask him what his favorite words for pussy are. Oh, we can, we can do that. Yeah. What are your favorite words for pussy? I love the, uh, the uh, well, there's classic pussy, and then I love the um, uh, uh, grand, grandol, the grand, grandbol, grandbol, gram, <laughs> I can't know how to pronounce it. It's a different, I, we call it. Ground ground bow ground bow and then there's um uh the the glass um bird glass bird wow yeah. I'm so glad you asked him that <laughs> I know yeah those are good ones are there any more I must I, I've never <laughs> heard the glass bird before yeah. so there's the it makes um, it sound really fragile uh, yeah there's the uh potato bowl. <laughs> I feel like you're just looking There's around Lisa's house right now. The, um, <laughs> he just looked at a bowl knife, full of potatoes. Knife magnet. Uh, <laughs> that's actually that's pretty good. Yeah, knife and magnet. The, Yuck. <laughs> what? And the horse. I can say that sculpture. And the um, <laughs> the table wire. <laughs> table wires <laughs> all right all right uh that's enough of that thank you guys for listening to our show um uh please thank you so much to everyone who donated during the max fund drive if you'd like to donate now please go to maximumfund.org slash donate tell them you listen to baby geniuses and you can you can buy a message if you want us to read a message on our podcast yeah maximumfund.org slash jumbotron that's right um Additionally, thank you to everyone who has been rating and subscribing on iTunes. Thank you to everyone who has come out to see me on my tour. That's so cool of you. Yeah. I've met a lot of Baby Geniuses listeners, um, and they've all been very nice. Yeah, I met a bunch in Portland and oh, New York yeah. recently, and you guys are everywhere. It's yeah. great. Keep on trucking. <laughs> Listening? Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Sorry, we're a little backed up on responding to people. Um, send us pictures of your butts. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Please do. Um, and, and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws. And, and goodbye. goodbye. Yay! Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.